This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Generation Anthropocene listeners. Mike Osborne here. If you follow GenAnthro, you may have been wondering why we haven't released any episodes in months. The truth is that our show has reached a turning point. Everyone involved wants to see GenAnthro continue, and we are working behind the scenes to keep it going. But in all honesty, we don't know what's going to happen next. In the meantime, I have something very different I want to tell you about. For the past several years, Leslie Chang and I have been producing another podcast called Raw Data. Raw Data explores how Silicon Valley and digital technologies are reshaping society. On the forthcoming season of Raw Data, we're going to be presenting a series entitled Origins of Power in Silicon Valley. We're taking a critical look at the tech industry and the role it plays in our lives today. We're going to play the first part of that series right now on GenAnthro. We thought you might enjoy it. If this is not your cup of tea, no sweat. If you are interested in hearing forthcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Raw Data Podcast wherever you get your shows. As for the future of Generation Anthropocene, please stay subscribed to this feed. We'll update it when we know more. Thank you, as always, for your support. We love you guys, and we hope to bring you more Genanthro down the line. For now, here is the prelude to Origins of Power in Silicon Valley from raw data. Welcome to the third season of Raw Data. I'm Leslie Chang. And I'm Mike Osborne. This season on Raw Data, we are going to do something completely different. In our first two seasons, we focused on data because we believe that data is power. If you control how data flows, you can alter the fundamental power dynamics of society. And today, the world's data is largely controlled by tech companies anchored in Silicon Valley. But we've never really asked the question, how did Silicon Valley come to have so much control in the first place? So in this season, we're going to look at the history of Silicon Valley. How did the valley come to be so powerful? What are its ideological roots? And how is its mythology reshaping the world? Historian Leslie Berlin says you can break down Silicon Valley history into three phases. In the first phase... From the 50s, let's say, to the 90s. People were basically indifferent about the tech industry here. More or less. They thought of it mostly as a place for nerdy engineers. So that's Silicon Valley phase one. Phase two? Starting in the 90s, the world becomes infatuated with the valley's swagger and economic power. 
Silicon Valley is incredible. We love it. Phase one was no one cares. Phase two is Silicon Valley is the great American hope. But then, very recently. Phase three is, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we dealing with here? What is this place? Boy, these companies are huge and you've got these products that have wended their ways into our lives and people are talking about addiction and people are talking about overload of screen time and of course the all of the harassment suits the accusations of monopolistic type behaviors and such and that's where we are right now in a lot of people's minds all of a sudden it it has this sort of shadowy you know, side to it. So why is it that now people are thinking of Silicon Valley in this different sort of threatening way? Recently, a critical eye has turned on Silicon Valley. How did digital technologies become so enmeshed in our everyday lives? One explanation is that Silicon Valley has told a very compelling story about the technologies it's creating. That story draws on American notions of freedom and self-determination. Silicon Valley has been exceptionally effective at, um, at, at harnessing the deepest um, American faith in individualism uh, for their own marketing purposes. Professor Fred Turner, author of the book From Counterculture to Cyberculture presenting the iPhone as a tool of liberation to us when in fact it is a tool of, you know, constant enmeshment in advertising. <laughs> you know, I, I, I am not liberated when I carry around a tracking device. What makes me free, right? I mean, do I like Google Maps? Absolutely. But do I like feeding my data 24-7 to someone who can aggregate it and you know, maybe lose track of it or maybe give it to the NSA? No. Um, and so, the ideology of technology-centered individualism that permeates this valley is enormously useful for the valley. Where did Silicon Valley's philosophy of technology come from? It's one of the deepest ironies in the way the valley works. I think that a lot of the work that the generation of the 1960s did to experience individual freedom in their individual lives set the stage for and still informs the build out of what is essentially a managerial surveillance-based society. And it, it's, it's, it's a deep irony and it's terrible. It, in the rebellion against bureaucracy, against hierarchy, against the world that brought us the Vietnam War, the children of the 1960s helped usher in a vision. They've ushered in a world that includes Facebook and Google, worlds in which those things we do to be most free, the, the ways that we connect to one another in our most intimate lives, are now available for surveillance and monetization. We are, in a sense, in a way that's really new, never ever alone. And, and, and it's hard to be free if you're never ever alone. Silicon Valley is obsessed with the future. But on this season of Raw Data, 
we're gonna turn that around. We are going to explore the history of this place and how we got to where we are today. Over the course of the next 12 episodes, we'll tell the stories of the people who made Silicon Valley. The railroad barons of the late 1800s, the Cold War scientists, the hippies from the counterculture, the garage hobbyists, the dot-com dreamers, and eventually, the power brokers who now control the internet. This season of Raw Data, our series on the origins of power in Silicon Valley.